dried straight after, you, they will turn into the fluffy thing, you know, that blows away. Mm -hmm. And that is like putting, putting nylon into, into soil, it just will not change. Mm -hmm. So you have a prep afterwards that is full of white fluff. Now the dandelion prep is what for? I forget. It's one of the compost preparations. Oh yes. Is it one of, is it used? There are several preparations and when they use the dandelion one. In, in amongst those six for compost. Oh, we also use it in preparing 500 to give uh, the effect of, of the compost preparations onto wide thousand acre farms, many thousand acre farms, um, where you couldn't put compost on. It's just not possible. Now, does the dandelion come out of Steiner originally? Oh, yes. Those, those original suggestions, what mm -hmm. plant substances to use, that is what I admire so much, that he had mm -hmm. such knowledge of substances. Well, he either had knowledge or he had clairvoyance. Well, it's not quite clear not, what he had, is uh, it? I would not distinguish clairvoyance's knowledge just as much. Uh, well, absolutely. Oh, now, I just want to get a shovel and show you some soil there, and then we'll go into here. Okay. This, this field out here has been biodynamically treated. Now, is this your garden, the hundred yes. acre, you said? You must understand it. Now, you come in here. First of all, listen, listen. I heard you no know, crunch, Yeah, right. exactly, okay. Now, I tip that out, and we've had a terrible lot of rain. Mm -hmm. And first of all, you can see that it is brown. Yeah. It's chocolate color. Secondly, it has a beautiful structure. It sticks together. Mm -hmm. It has a beautiful structure. Now, the entire difference, you wouldn't know there was any black sand in here. Right. It's still there, mm -hmm. but it has been uh, made invisible by the enormous amount of humus mm -hmm. that has been formed here. All that is brown here are dead bodies of microbes. Incredible. Yes. And you see, it's a, just a totally different soil. Now here you will see, can just come round here, right. you will see, uh, even in midwinter, it's the coldest part of winter, you will see mm -hmm. some white hair roots right oh, down here. here. Yes. Yes. Hold that right there. Yes. It's not as white as, I, there are the really fine Look ones. Up. Just here, these Look up here. A second. Those are the really fine ones. And mm -hmm. you see, they are working with this humus. They are mm -hmm. actually helping to make the humus. Right. Where you have only water pipes, artificial <coughs> conditions, you just haven't got those hair roots. Mm -hmm. We will find even better ones. Um, let's have a look. Uh, yeah, here are some quite new white ones. Oh, they're very yes. clear. Yes. Oh, they can be much whiter still. Mm -hmm. These are already a few days old. Now, these are the feeder roots. Yes, these are the feeder roots. And what is this crop here? Oh, that's nothing. That is just cape what is weed. This stuff cape, weed. cape weed. It's a, a weed that I would plow in. It's useless. I haven't had to try it. You mean it volunteers in there? It volunteers, yes. Oh. Just look at this structure. <coughs> mm -hmm. and, and that is now, we've had rain by the, by the 10 inches. Not mm -hmm. by the inches, by the 10 inches. Mm -hmm. And the soil just is, doesn't get waterlogged at all. Mm -hmm. You know, they were near it with a shovel. It just, just, just Step back one step. Right out where you were, that's it, good. Okay, look here now. That's it, just look up a second. Look over Mary, that's it, good. And here, the organic matter level might be 
15% now or even 18% over there it is point something. Now, now how much how much have you been uh, how long has this been treated this paddock? Oh, ever since we've been here. 20 26 years. And this is and your vegetable garden. Well, just of the last few years mm -hmm. because I am growing since we were thrown out from the the other curative home and the yeah, other well, school. We, we we I you see we had to have food for everybody for the new curative home. Yeah. They received no government assistance whatsoever. Mm -hmm. So they are they entirely financed and fed by us. Now you're gonna are you gonna plow this under? Yeah, in summer we use that. You plow it under? Yes, I, I then plow. Normally now. Green I, manure, in other words. Yes, but the area we didn't use this last week. The area used here. Uh, you see, I have the beds. I don't ever put the tractor in other than in these furrows. Right. We a flood irrigate in the furrows, and the rest we dig by hand. Mm -hmm. You plow it, irrigate, and then you don't have to do it from on top. No. I what's the, advi what's the advantage of flood uh, irrigation from on top? You give it a top? very deep watering yeah. underneath. Yeah. The top is loose, you don't yeah. have to loosen it again. And, uh, and also you but get if less you have new seeds in, you have to water from the top right. to get that seed going. So we, we have a sprinkler. But when yeah. you flood irrigate, don't you have much less pests? Um, I, we haven't got any pests anyhow. I realize that, but theoretically, would you not have less probably, pests? Probably, probably, but we, we just don't have them. And so you just put your holes down here and let it fill up then, right? Yeah, just in, in, in the same furrow. Mm -hmm. And when I put you compost out, when I got put compost out, I run the tractor there with a the front-end loader, and we mm -hmm. just pull it off by hand. Right. Mm -hmm. But we make very little compost, just what the few cows we milk. Mm -hmm. uh, drop off, and that's made, you see, there's one heap there, and there's material for another heap there. And you scatter that on in the spring? In the, in the, whenever we plant. Oh, I see, that's what I mean. Yeah. When does your spring hit here, about, about uh, uh, September? September. Yes, yeah, September. So it's like spring. Yeah, when I get there. We are now yeah. in the heart of the winter, in the, in mm -hmm. the middle of winter. Today is a very warm day. Yeah. Yeah. Yesterday morning, it, it was a bright up. Hospital. 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 Yes. Hospital. 
going into an architectural thing. Well, I was, I'm not a qualified architect. Oh. Um, there are various things I could have done. Mm -hmm. And by then I knew enough that this country is a country of countries. And that my contribution should start with, with, with nature, agriculture. So you decided to yeah, and go so that way. She wanted to sell it. Mm -hmm. And I said to her, can I have it for one year to see what I can do with it? Mm -hmm. And that's happened. And after one year, I saw what I could do. And I had, um, in the two years being manager of a migrants hostel, I had on weekends built a 10 square house. 10 square what? Uh, a house. 10 squares is... is uh, 10 square meters? And now 10, a square is... It's roughly the same as um, one square is the same as well, it's ten foot by ten foot, so oh, it's whatever. three meters by three meters. Yeah, okay. One square. So, so it was a small, the average small size of dwelling. I built that. We never lived there. That gave me the deposit to pay for uh, that firm, mm -hmm. and then I paid that firm off. And I, I made that into a firm. Developed other way to actually make it suitable. Um, you see in Pfeiffer's books it said um, before you ever spray 500 you have to put compost on. Well in Europe everybody had the the tradition of the manure heap uh, outside the, the cow barn oh, sure. and right that's outside. put out and so they just took that all over. Right. Well now here on that farm you couldn't feed two cows when I went there um, so I couldn't make any compost and I could realize looking around um, you see what has kept the old countries going what has given that fertility was the cow mm -hmm. and here was no cow and the kangaroos gave no such fertility and and so i sensed that the cow power of 500 mm -hmm. would here have to be the igniting point right. to to do quickly what as a totally new impulse what mm -hmm. what um the cow manure over the thousands of years in the old countries had done. very interesting and so I threw all the all the anthropic books away, mm -hmm. like like Pfeiffer's. You see, he was the the Pope of BD. Mm -hmm. He had no idea of it, mm -hmm. only theories. Mm -hmm. Never never done it. See, he failed on the little bit of a farm he started on. Well, it's said because he had TB, mm -hmm. um, but the fact is he just didn't know how to farm. Mm -hmm. And you see, Maria Linda and 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 this this uh, other chap. What is Stefan? Stefan, yes. They learned from him. They know nothing, absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't know how to run it. It's all words. You put them out on, as BD officers, you put them out on the farm, they, they and they box it up. They, they wouldn't know what to do. See. They so didn't you, know how to store preparations or make them. And, and, right. And so I showed them a bit of that, you see. Mm -hmm. But um, they don't even know enough at the base to show them properly. Right. So you never got into the bacterial sprays and Pfeiffer and all that stuff with the compost. You Look, went, what Pfeiffer did, Pfeiffer's new addition, the bacterial sprays and so on, are an excuse because he could not get he could not explain to farmers in america uh why this silly stirring you see it looks ridiculous i know and and 
Well, I could understand it, and I've explained it in the lectures. Right. And so the farmers readily accept it and do it perfectly. But he couldn't do that, so no. he said well, it's alchemy, it, and it, I'd be considered crazy burying cow horns and stirring water, yeah, right? This well, is, of course, that's what the average guy thinks. He said, exactly. Jesus, what kind of crazy nonsense yeah, is this? That is why, you oh. see, he had never done it properly. Right. He did not speak from conviction, and he did not speak with the authority of experience, how it works, right. and the penetration of new consciousness to try and understand it, which right. I have done. And because I did that step by step, as far as I've got, with every aspect of biodynamics, the farmers accepted that. And the big thing was to actually get real, uh, like, like Paul Williams in the film says, hard-bitten Australian farmers to listen. Right. That's the most remarkable thing. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And, and that is nobody on earth has done that anywhere, either in biodynamics or anywhere else. They're just people, Howard, the <coughs> rich man who, who had a farm, mm -hmm. see? And, and finance, but nobody's ever ever done anything afterwards. The exception is Lady Eve Balfour in this sense, mm -hmm. that, uh, well, I, I've got a man down in, in, in west, uh, south, southwest of Victoria, called Jones, he's Welsh, and his son went to England, met Lady Eve Balfour, she must be 90 now, mm -hmm. And, and, well, she doesn't send him to her organic people here because you know they're worthless. She sends him to me. Mm -hmm. Because Lady Eve Belfour really knows what, and is not jealous of what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Because she's, she is a lady. See, she's an aristocrat. Mm -hmm. But the other day, you know, Peter came to me with his whimsical humor and said, um, Earl Kitchener rang. Earl Kitchener. He's out here and he wants some produce from us and wants to see you. And then uh, I was away and he rang again and, and he said the second time he called himself Lord Kitchener and the third time he rang he was, you know, Kitty Kitchener, whatever his Christian name was. Yeah, yeah. Well, then he came and what makes reminds me of Lady Eve Balfour was he was brought by a cousin of Lady Eve's who lives up in a posh part uh, mm. outside Melbourne. Mm. Um, and. I could see it. she looks a bit like Lady Eve. And um, now he was prim and proper Lord Kitchener, you see. Mm -hmm. Now my title is much, much older and much higher. And, and <laughs> well, only got his, he got his, he got know, his lordship from the general, right? I know, I know. Two generations. I know. Well, so I said to him, Are you a son or grandson yeah. of, of Kitchener? Kitchener right. um, he was on the way to visit my father's brother in law in Russia when he was shot down by, well, bombed out in, in the boat sunk by U-boats. Yeah. He was on his way to Grand Admiral Vesyolkin, who was um, my father's first wife's brother. Mm -hmm. um, and and so this Kitchener said, oh, you know about that, do you? You know more or less, that's the English attitude. Yes, right. And I just smiled. And so he is, uh, that's, he said the Kitchener didn't have any children. Mm -hmm. And so the title went to his brother, who right. was just, you know, nothing. Yeah. And he's the, the grandson of the brother. Nice. And he himself has no children, so the title is going to go out with him. Right. And I think it's just as well it does. Because well, of course, because me... Now, he wanted, he wanted uh, um, produce, but you see, we send that by the 20-ton container. Mm. We, we can't send it in, in shoeboxes. He only wanted two boxes oh, because Lord. he didn't have the money to buy big containers for. Didn't have, he, he has a distribution thing that he is developing. Um, but in, in fact, you see, in England, in England, it's so small that that uh, he he can't even. What are these birds? Yeah, they're, they're magpies. Oh, yeah. He can't even afford 
to to buy a container full, mm. and and so we got nowhere, and and uh, I was a little bit, you know, uh, I get sick of these fellows. Oh sure. So, so actually, did you did you bigger highways of Australia? Bottom of the uh, We're cro crossing it. Right. That goes down to East Gippsland. And right on the rim. Or west. That, that we are still going. Yeah, well, we're slightly twisting into the east now, mm -hmm. but we're still going mainly heading mainly south. Trevor's farm is south southwest of Powhatan. Now, when you send the 20 tons in a container, yes, that's what are you sending mostly? Yes, that that's the only thing we send. If, but what? if it's grain, 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 yes, wheat, oats, barley, rice. And you send that to Europe? Yes. You send any of it to the state? No, no, none has gone Germany to Germany and Switzerland. Yes, Switzerland, Germany. Some has gone to England. Some has gone to Scandinavia. Plenty goes to New Zealand. That is rice. They can't grow rice, and they wouldn't have BD rice in that. And who takes care of uh, getting it all together from the firms? I do. You do? Yeah, not the firms. It is directly. Your son, the order Peter comes does to that, us now. Actually, the exporting I do. The <clears throat> order comes to us. Um, I have to test containers for air tightness. Mm -hmm. um, then I organize a trucking firm to take them up to the farm. Mm -hmm. uh, a bulkhead has been put in. It's lined with plastic. Uh -huh. Then the farmers have extra long augers to auger the grain into that container. Ma mind you, it may be 100 degrees outside when that happens, mm -hmm. and it, it would be 140 inside the container. Mm -hmm. So they can't go in there shoveling. So they made up extra long, um, uh, extra long um, augers to get that. This is Druin now. It's one of the Gippsland towns, and it's augered in there. Then it is brought down, inspected by the Department of Ag. Um, I put 70 kilo of dry ice, uh, half of it in a styrene box and half loose, onto that. That raises the carbon dioxide within a very short time by 60% and maintains it at that for 10 days. That is in place of, of fumigation, mm -hmm. uh, totally without poison, just a, a, a change in the air mixture. Really? And that was developed with, with the CSIRO by us, that is the Commonwealth Industrial and Arts, not the Air. Commonwealth Industrial and Scientific uh, Commonwealth Organization. They developed that so dry with ice us, treatment yes, with you. Yes, CO2 treatment. Mm -hmm. And and um, the container is sealed and, and off it goes. And then in the early days I did all the paperwork. John Claringfeld's office does <coughs> that now, that, that you know you have to negotiate What's that, the letter. Three of weeks to Europe, I see. Or six weeks. Six. A letter of credit and everything has to be organized mm -hmm. and all has to be okay before you ship it. And that's how it goes. Now, is that growing, that kind of thing, over the last 10 years? Oh, yes. It gets bigger and bigger all yes, the time. Yes. In fact, we just haven't got enough rice. We could sell any amount of rice. That's well, why they want me to get so much more rice. But what with about wheat, wheat? With wheat. You see, I knew when I went to the States that what actually uh, Bob Stephan was after was the income from exporting so-called biodynamic grain. All right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I knew I was working against ourselves commercially there, but that doesn't matter with me at all. Now, we here have a wheat board, which you have not got. Canada has, but not you. Mm. And we have to pay the wheat board here $80 a ton when the grower only gets $110 uh, for selling it. 
You mean no. to say out of the hundred ten dollars yes. he has to give the no, wheat no, for eighty? No, no, no. If if we want to export wheat, we have to pay the grower. We have to buy the wheat off the wheat board, right. although although they don't even see it. It doesn't leave our firm. It's different as right. They get eighty dollars right there. They get eighty dollars for doing absolutely nothing. Right. Yeah. Um, but we have to help maintain that for the sake of all the others who. But what do they do with their eighty dollars? The that, wheat that, board. Their bureaucracy. Well, what do they do with this bureaucracy? Um, they buy all the wheat in the country. They they actually do what with you, the futures agents do. I see. Yeah. Anyhow, and they get vastly overpaid for whatever they do. I know, I know. So, um, part of my aim with a letter to Bob Hawke is eventually to be able to not have to pay that eighty dollars for our for mm -hmm. our wheat export because now you see we first of all before we get the wheat. Um, we have to pay the wheat port. The wheat port pays the farmers the hundred or hundred and ten dollars. We pay the BD farmer an extra fifty dollars BD bonus. Mm -hmm. yeah. So by that um, time you've got two hundred and sixty dollars exactly. per ton of wheat. Then we have to pay. Time. We have to pay the transport right. of the trucking. Yeah, that's another um, fifty. That is quite a lot. Right. Yes, and and okay in America, you've got a much shorter transport. Mm. Yeah, um, both inland and. To Europe. Uh, to Europe, you have no eighty dollars to the wheat board, and you have a subsidized wheat. Right. Never mind that it's not BD. They don't care as long as it's called BD. Mm -hmm. So they actually have taken over quite a bit of that market, mm -hmm. yeah. because we financially just can't compete against the subsidy and the eighty dollars we have to pay the wheat board. So a lot of our wheat now just goes into the into the uh, abysmal general bin, mm. whereas our wheat is the best wheat on earth. Where it gets totally lost. Yeah. Whereas, um, for you instance, know. for baby food, that man has to buy our product because what he gets anywhere else in the earth is tested in Switzerland because they have very strict laws for baby foods and is far too high in, in, in undesirables. And so, so he gets it from us. Well, if he didn't get it from you, where, where he couldn't get it anywhere else. Please have to stop making yeah, baby exactly, food in Switzerland. Exactly. He would have to make baby food with only what. Ingredients he can use that are that are safe. And what's the name of his baby food company? Holle, H O L E. It's well known. It is very well known. In Switzerland, they is going now. in the second generation in Arlesheim. In Dr. Arlesheim. Diefenbach is the second doctor Diefenbach running it. The son now, the father had it before. But are all baby food companies under the same stricture in Switzerland? In Switzerland they would be, but I don't know that there are any other baby food companies. That is a very big one. Even he supplies all of Switzerland. I would think so, and and Europe, and he's got Pretty licenses cool. in other countries. Is that right? It's a very big firm. Hold it. Yeah. And very good to deal with. When we were exporting to the German anthroposophic, anthroposophic firms, you ask John Claring body, he will say it is impossible to deal with them. They're so money stingy and greedy and, and unpleasant to deal with. Diefenbach is a gentleman to deal with. And, and we will lower our price for him as much as we can. Diefenbach is Holland now, right? He's Holland, right. yes. That's the Swiss. Look, the what Swiss is the matter with it? What, what the it Swiss makes are wonderful people. Yeah. And, and I'm afraid, with exceptions, the Germans are still bloody Huns. Yes. What makes the anthroposophists so nasty? Oh, uh, you see, if, what makes if, they, them that if way? they think you're a member of a sect, they own you. And you are never allowed to speak freely out of your own strength. Right. Um, because that kind of yes challenges, man. yeah, it challenges. You know, how dare you 
nobody was clairvoyant other than Steiner. But at the same, so you've got on the one hand tremendous ambition to become clairvoyant, on the other hand tremendous jealousy of anyone who does anything. Right. I tell you, this Thorry McDougall, who you see in the film, right? Who oh, had yeah, only, I loved him. In yeah, the film. I know. He had only three years state education. Right. Yeah. Now, he went to Europe with his wife, and he's a person of of immense power. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Self-made. Right. Uh, he was accepted. We're not going by his place. Aren't no, we can't. He's right. away on holiday. Okay. Yeah. But um, now. I thought he wanted to visit BD places on the continent, and I sent him to Dr. Heinze, mm -hmm. who was then still in charge in Darmstadt, and is a very fine man. He's That's retired. the Darmstadt uh, Center, the center for of BD in Germany. Yes. Are of they BD, good or are they? Yes, are they good or not? Most of them are just conventionally trained uh, agronomists, right. and what they know of BD is is very much to be uh, questioned. Um, Heinze was a fine man. He is now retired. He's 86. He's just retired, and. Um, now, in the evening there, a big meeting had been called of, of German BD advisors, and uh, they, so to say, put, or tried to put Thorry on the rack, because they have always doubted that we have such a big acreage or anything, you see, it's all the jealousy, because they've only got tin pot farms. Right, in other words, they, they were really going to grill him for the truth, right? Yeah, okay. okay. So Thorry, look, he is so self-confident, he didn't <laughs> even notice that. But yeah. And he didn't think of the whole thing more than he didn't say anything to me. I got a letter from Heinze after saying, um, it is amazing, with so little education, you see the Germans overvalue education, yeah. um, the Over power there. of this man, the moral power of this man, and his consciousness, you see. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so what had Thorey done? He only told me two years after. He never cared about it. He said, do you know, when I went there, they called this meeting. And there was a, a cloud in the room. He said, there was a cloud in the room. Yeah. It was a, a murky atmosphere. Yeah. You know, that's a word he normally would never use. Yeah. And you know, they had something against you. <laughs> and when I noticed that, I lashed out, he said. And I, it took me half an hour. And I told them what you've been doing and what we're doing. Well, you and have to do said, all this through an interpreter, do Now, a lot of them speak German, oh, uh, English. English right? Right? And so he said, you know, when I finished, they had a, a smile on their face and there was a, a light atmosphere in the room. You know, he'd broken through that mantle. spelled it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he never thought enough of this whole thing, being sorry, to have told me of it until t two years later. Then the penny dropped in regarding to, to this uh, letter that Heinze had written, speaking about the moral power of this man, you see. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that is how he treated them. And they, then they saw the film and they... Um, Heinze, is, Heinze is not jealous, and is, he's a member of the sect, but he's not a sectarian. Mm -hmm. And he, he really, he's taken the film round a bit, and so generally they would like to stick it under the table, so it's not known how little they are and how big we are, you see. But the film has not been shown on German TV. Oh, no, it hasn't. No. It has actually been dubbed into German illegally. Has it? Yes. Oh, um, I know that for sure. It's been right. privately shown quite a lot everywhere, because right. look, that film is so electrifying, to so many people, they, right. it's a true film. Right. So, so it's made a, a big impact. Now, I'll tell you, any other car on this road here, this is a very, look at that truck bouncing. Bouncing, but yeah, I mean, this is this fantastic. Well, this truck. is a Peugeot. Yeah, it's just like riding on a highway. I know, I know. Now, did Fari, when he was in Europe, did he go to that place in Holland where they do the testing, the lab? Ah, look, 
Uh, you What's the name of that Rispens? again? Brisbane. No, no, look, it's not worth going there. It's just a conventional soil testing lab. Did you say it was the best one in your lecture? It was, yes. Oh. I, I, today, I don't do that soil testing. I entirely only look at the plants. They tell me what is lacking. Right. And you see, they, you can't know from a soil test right. because you never know minute by minute. That has strengthened in me over the years since I gave that lecture even. Uh -huh. I, I don't need soil tests. I know anywhere I travel here, I can tell you what the soil test would be like. Right, by just looking. Yeah, by just looking You've at the plants. You've got to train yourself exactly, to look. Exactly, and that's what I train farmers in. Mm -hmm. And that is particularly important in, in tropical fruits. They are, they are such touchy things. And we will go, be going to tropical fruit areas. Oranges, you mean citrus? Oh, that's not tropical fruit. You mean papaya, you know? Yeah, real tropical fruit. Mangoes, papayas, yeah, yeah, what yeah, else? Yeah. Um, avocados, avocados. Well, a whole lot. Yeah. Right. We'll be going where they grow them. Right. Now you grow that's pineapple more, more in more Australia too? Yes. Oh yes, lots of them. They grew in mud soil. But the same guy that does the sugar, he could also do the BD pineapple if you want. He could, but that's not an area. I, I can take you to a man who's just planted a whole lot. A pineapple? Yes. And will, will, will his sugar now, for instance, will he get a premium to market this BD sugar? No, he won't, because oh. it just goes into the sea. But he'll cut, down on, his, he'll cut down on his costs. We haven't, exactly, that's the point. That's the he, point. He will be so, the others are just not economic anymore, whereas he will be, because he will be <coughs> so down on his costs that he just doesn't well, worry. We were talking about per acre costs. What is the average cost per acre to the cereal farmer in Australia for fertilizer? Uh, they have, to, they like have to get a six-bag crop to break even. Yeah. Six bags an acre, and uh, that many now get only three bags unless you see it's so, so what dry. Are, what are they putting on in terms of six bags? Yes. Is how many bushels for one thing? Uh, they are about three and a half bushels to the bag. It's not a you see, we are much lower uh -huh. in, in the uh, crop cropping per acre, the return really? per acre, than you are. Oh, god, but I mean, a 40 is low. For I 40 know, bushels. I know. Well, here, if you get 12 bags, some get 16 bags, and if they push for it, here too, they have bread, wheat varieties mm -hmm. that are worthless, less and less good, that yield bigger yields, but the limiting factor is water. You've got much more water. Right. So the limiting factor is water. Well, how much is dry land and how much in irrigation for it, your it, cereal? In cereal, there's almost none in irrigation. There's very, very... It's all dry land. It's, uh, uh, look, dry it's land. not, not, not uh, uh, thousands per percent that is in irrigation. Right. Or say it's one. No, it wouldn't be one percent. So you irrigate what? Rice, sugarcane. Yeah, uh, what else? Yes. Vegetables. No. Vegetables. Yes. But, and the irrigation is all in and the north. And a lot of fruit. A lot of fruit is irrigated. That's in the north. Yeah, in wherever it is, you've got to irrigate. It's not irrigated it's here, is it? Or is it? If in summer here, this is all grown. Really? Oh, absolutely. So this is the rainy season have, here. We are in a winter rainfall area. I see. Yeah. And in summer we can have three, four, five months without a drop of rain. So there's a lot of irrigation here then. But here none. Not on this pasture stuff. The what, odd, very odd dairy farmer may have a bit of irrigation. What do these cows get for to eat during in the summer? In summer then silage or, or, or hay. Which is cut off these same yeah, pastures? It's cut cut off in spring. Uh -huh. uh, got to turn off here. Now we're coming to f to uh, what's well, his this name? Is uh, yes, near Puwong. We are yeah. turning off right here. Yeah. Oh, that's all the exotic. Mm -hmm. That's that load. Lots and lots of dairy around here, I noticed. Well, Victoria is... Victoria and the North Island of New Zealand are the two most profitable dairying areas of Earth. 
both receiving not a cent in subsidy really? and competing against all those mountains of butter and whatever else you have there in the States. And, and, and they're profitable because? Because of the conditions and of the which, skill of farming and the size of the farm. Which, uh, well, what are the conditions that make them Well, it's, it's a daring climate, New Zealand even more so, but here it's pretty good daring climate. Meaning? Um, well, they have grass for eight months of the year, I got it. plenty, and then they've got plenty of hay or silage right. for the rest of it. Right. You see, uh, a concept I had to get into all the farmers here, even in inland, where they have never conserved fodder, they, they just, if it's a good season, they've got feed to go to waste, they don't conserve anything, they put more stock on, when a drought comes... Every they don't make hay? They don't. They You're never kidding. did. Yeah, no, they never did. They weren't farmers, they're just graziers. And so, to get across to them, that the drought every four years, or however often it comes, is the equivalent to a European winter, for which you must make provision. Right. And in the drought, they may lose 90% of their stock. Right. And afterwards, there's ample feed and no stock. The stock costs the earth after a drought, because there is no stock. In other words, so, they just <laughs> ranged the land yeah, yeah, the way right. we did in the exactly, West. Exactly, exactly. And, and so I've got that across, and Trevor Hatch, um, on 450 acres would have never less than 20 odd thousand bales of hay and uh, at least that amount if not twice that as silage underground which may not be used in years but can be used when he needs it in other words he would have enough feed there to go through a whole drought not lose any stock his stock would be immensely valuable this, afterwards this silage does he mix it with molasses or some kind no, of just edge of straight, it? straight grass and mean dried hay no uh, Maybe dried a little, not hay. No, no. No. Uh, moist and g goes underground. Is rolled down. We have special ways of making silage. Uh -huh. And and. Uh, now here's his hay. No, that's not Trevor's yet. What's the? But it is hay. And that's hay. This right. is very poor hay. Oh. Trevor makes big, big rolled bales, yeah. but they're all in sheds. Yeah. The inland where it doesn't rain, they can leave them outside. The little rain that comes sheds off. But down here, that hay goes rotten gradually. It's not good. So his is inside. I think they have 10 different hay sheds, so they never travel empty. They pick it up and, and put it out and then go to the next mob. It's all very, very well organized. Now, what is he it? has equipment that he's made himself in such a way that he does not have to get off the tractor to feed the hay out, to put it up three, three rolls high in the shed. You'll see that all after. But he it? has got to manage on his own. His father now does very little on the farm. He's too old. He just comes, but he doesn't do anything. And, and is his uh, per capita uh, milk production per no, he cow? He does do milk. He oh, not milk. He's on beef. Oh, oh beef. That's yes. right. Now, what is, what is his per capita beef production per head different from the average beef production? Well, already? look, his, his income is much higher, his net income, because yeah. he hasn't got all the costs and all the sickness and everything else. Yeah. But also, his beef, are, uh, they're, they're, they're risen out earlier? Or they're, they are, uh, our biodynamic <coughs> beef has much better flavor. Well, and that has nice. much more meat in it and less fat. Well, it cuts out much better. I could see that slab I used last yeah, night yeah. had none of that marbleization the way I was done. Exactly, that. exactly. And that is the end of a beast that is this roast. It's in the, uh, from the deep freezer. Really? See, we do our own, then goes in the deep freezer. But that, that's the top of the round. That was, that was roast. That was roast. Not yes. like cooked like steak. 
No, that wasn't steak. That was roast. roast. Roasted inside the oven. Right. And yeah. then also it was done in, in, I, I in first roasted broth. It, and then I, I cut it, put it in its broth and added a bit of, of um, vegetable uh, um, water. Right. And just how let it simmer. Never boil. Just how long simmer. did it simmer? Oh, put it in there as long as you like. Uh, maybe two hours you can put it in longer. Mm. And, and in the end, out of that again, I make a soup. What's left over? Right. Yes. Now we're coming into yes, Trevor's. Trevor's. Not that side there. Belongs uh -huh. to the other man. That's all very poor fast. It is terrible. Now what do they do with these neighbors when they look at Trevor's uh, operation? Look, he's the Rolls Royce here, but they, they haven't got the, the gumption to do anything. That's exactly. They look right over his fence and they don't know what to do. No. They don't even come to ask him. No, you see, that is where uh, pet and natural jealousies of neighbors come in and so on. Really good people will go to Trevor, mm -hmm. but but not the not the little ones. Right. Yes. And how much do the so-called extension services play a role in all this? The way they do it. You mean us? from the government? Yeah. Oh, they have nothing to do with us at all. No, no. I'm talking about how much advice do they give the average farmer and oh, tell him plenty. your way is no way. Plenty. Use but our the, way. The only uh, well. They're all in there, but wait. The, the advice is put more super on, put more this on, put more that on, put That's more That's the whole thing. So they're telling these guys, the if you advice. do it this way, yes. you're liable to fail, right? <laughs> well, they won't say anything about BD. They dare. Yeah. We, we are too strong. Well, I have lectured at all the agricultural colleges have at you? the request of the students, yes. And, mm -hmm. and see there, he's got his hay inside. Um, you give the same kind of lectures as the BD lectures? Yes. Well, to suit that that particular audience, right. and, and I sometimes hammer them. And and uh, well, after the second lecture of three on the one day, the senior soil scientist came and said, "I cannot fault one word of what you've said, mm -hmm. and we've been found lamentably lacking uh, in their conventional knowledge." Which university was this? That was one of the big agricultural colleges, Where? Victoria, here in Victoria. And, and then he said, but now it is not a matter of, of science, but of personality. Namely, he would have to admit how little he knows. Right. The thing he's got on there is what he feeds the, the big bales out with, homemade. Say that again? Well, you can see it out there. Show oh. you. And, and it's just not, I said that from the start. Mm -hmm. I find you it can good. get cross. You look, for each cross, why you, don't you find that as good as any? Milk and, and, and Which cross? Frisian
every day for uh, four or five months of the year. Gets so hot. No, through the cold part of the weather. And then in the hot time, we've been silent. Mm -hmm. We've got two bad times. One's now, and the other's right in the middle of summer when it all goes brown. Mm. It's non irrigated down here. This is not normal for Australia, it's only a very small part. Our stocking rate is um, comparable with you know, anyone else around here. Mm -hmm. We run virtually. It's $20 an acre for fertiliser here. That's what they spend. On, the, on pasture? Yeah, $20 per acre, and then they go up from there. The, the worst, or the so-called worst of them, spend $20 an acre on fertiliser. We spend nothing. And the best spend how much? Ah, oh, 40 50 We spent, Lynn's brother-in-law spent $16,000 last year on the same acre as uh, on fertilizer. How many acres do you have? 550, about 480 in part. And when you go to those big wheat places, what they spend, yeah. $60,000, $80,000, $100,000 more? Must be. I know, well, what's the This part of the country, 500 acres, is a big farm, right? It's Very big farm. Well, it's three times as big as the average farm. That's what I mean, yeah. yeah. Mainly dairy here, yeah, they have that many big properties. Right. Uh, there's a couple next door, but they're rare. Most of them. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
depending on what the conditions are there, whether it's been cut to silage and we've had rain or... Do yeah. you have to use the favour one too? We do use it sometimes, um, depending entirely on the conditions in the season, how that particular pass is going and so forth. It doesn't call for it right now in conditions? No, no it must be warm. It must have all the four elements in balance. It's just too cold. There's nothing happening at the moment. It's absolutely the worst time we could be in. It's stagnant. Well, we'll have a look at your stirrer or whatever. Yes, we can show you that. At the moment, the grass... How's the grain favour one you would like to see? Actually, have you got any favour one? Yes, I've got a bit. Can you see I've, I've got orders that I haven't fulfilled. Have you? Yes. Uh -huh. Which is that? That's the, the favour one, the silica spray. Right. Uh -huh. I haven't quite finished breaking up all the last little bit of lunch. Yeah. Uh, well, I can't argue that. Well, no, I'm going yeah. tomorrow. Uh -huh. How do you mean, what number? Oh, this one comes out of the horns of my drive. Oh, yeah. Dry but that it's would just be, be done easily. You bury your own horns over here too? Yeah, How many? Oh. Fifty bags. Fifty bags? That's a yeah. hundred horns per bag, probably. Well, it depends. If they're little horns, like we used to have Jersey horns, it was 400. And if we have great big cattle horns, it's about 100. Very. Cattle horns, you mean of beef cattle? Or what? Yes, hmm. we can use those. They're quite a lot of extended everything else. You're going tomorrow, eh? Yes. What about if you ring me and give me the list and I'll just post it up for you? No, I have uh, waited with that's a man in Walker so long. Well, uh, she is the one who has the initiative, and she's the one who's doing the 500. Yeah. yeah, I just thought that if she were the one who were going out and talking to the farmers no, more. No, it's a different story. Yeah. Different. Would be better. Yeah. But there are other very good men who want 